but um, uh, what's good? Welcome to episode 45 of the Lab Podcast presented by Glass. Um, don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify. We everywhere with it. Instagram, all that shit. Yes, sir. How y'all boys doing today? I'm doing moving. great. I'm relaxed. I hit the hit the gym, hit the sauna. You feel me? Got some sauna time. Yeah, hey, as a matter of fact, I want to say this: that everyone, we we all need to start getting in the sauna. I seen something that said twenty minutes three times a week reduces your chance of cancer by like seventy percent or something crazy like that. So you feel me? Where did you get your facts from? All over. Trusted resources. You can also <laughs> turn your own. You got, I was say you can steam your bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I do that. Do that get hot enough though? What temperature are you? Uh not. It depends on the size of your bathroom, really. Cause yeah. like yo, I don't think your bathroom would be easy to do because it's the, the ceiling's too high. But my bathroom is more like boxy, so my shit get if you got uh, a steamy bathroom. I think it mm. also depends on how hot your water gets. My water gets very hot. What determines mm. like the hottage of your the temperature? Your water, how good your water heater is, how strong mm. it is. Is there, mm. Get you a good water heater, nigga. <laughs> or get you a gym membership. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the gym membership. Probably is the best just way get to the gym membership. That's the best way to go, brother. <laughs> that bitch that getting right. <clears throat> All right, bit. Uh, cute. Well, I see you moved to see your new crib now, so how's it feel? Uh, I feel like I don't know. I love it. It gives you, it's very like modern. It got nice little modern open, open stairwells and shit. So that's cute. Oh, you feel classy. Then, like, in the, like in the crib, you got the spiral jump. Yeah, that's pretty cute. And then, like, <laughs> we have a um, <laughs> gas grill dog. And, like, if you're if you cook at all, like, I like fangirl over this shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. My what steak's you on a grill. Um, yeah, like I made I I made uh, steaks obviously, but then I made some birria tacos, birria nachos again because that shit like fire. Um, I'm gonna make a short like what is it, a short braised rib or something like that. It looked oh, real yeah, good on TikTok, so I'm about to crazy. try that. No, I make a lot of chicken too, like jerk chicken, baked chicken, fried chicken, air fryer chicken. Nigga, you just started a cooking channel. What the fuck are you doing? This nigga um, here making braised beef and shit. That should be fun. Um, I'll be taking pictures and sending this to y'all. That'd be cute. Like the little breakfast, like the breakfast burrito dog was amazing. Like you can really put anything into a little wrap and call it a burrito, honestly. Though. Yeah. That's all right. That's what I do. It's amazing. I would Top assume channel. that's how burrito began. We have all these random items yeah. and we have this tortilla. <laughs> put it all in there. <laughs> <laughs> literally anything and everything has been in a burrito oh, in a, that well, burrito form lately so yes life is good and I got a little <laughs> rooftop also I went to the rooftop and I saw three shooting stars that shit was cute that's a oh. sign on the first night I moved in this shit meant to be man this <laughs> meant to be bro I'm like, this, this is, is for be, a perfect, <laughs> a perfect time I'm like okay <laughs> I'm grateful as fuck right now, fool. <laughs> 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 I'm grateful as hell right now, fool. I can't believe this shit, fool. <laughs> 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 you 
You had your hands on your hips. <laughs> hey, y'all think it's crazy. Y'all think it's crazy as shit. Nah, that's what it's all about, man. Nah, I ain't gonna ask about the what, what they say, the moments, the, some some cliche shit, the moment to take a breath of it or something. That's what life's about. It was some cute shit. I was here for it. <clears throat> this episode is also brought to you by Modelo. Hello. The certified drink of lab podcast. Right. Episode 45. Retweet. We do need a Modelo sponsor at this point. Like, get us right. Y'all see us. You see us. I see y'all. Come on, Modelo. And as a matter of fact, we getting promotions of the AL. Listen, if you get, if you grow and you want us to try your product, hey. Yeah, we'll give a review live on we'll air. We'll give you a review live. You feel me? I'll tell them all about how it's hitting. You see what I'm saying? We can get that together. All right, let's get into something good. Do y'all believe there's a such thing as micro-cheating? The definition of micro-cheating is the term used to describe behaviors that aren't traditionally considered true infidelity, but that have some features of infidelity, like dishonesty, secrecy, while commit, committed while in a committed relationship. Yeah, I'm high. My bad. <laughs> yeah, me. You just trying to keep shit secretive. You're not necessarily cheating, but you're keeping you know to yourself more. So basically, mm. so you saying you're not cheating, but you're technically cheating. Yeah, when I think of my in what ways I think of I think of a work husband or a work wife. See, I mean, there's just nothing thing. like. I mean, if you're not see, emotionally tired or you physically cheating, then like, I don't see no problem. How, see, aren't you emotionally tired if you confide in them? And I mean, more so as in like scenarios. If it's if it goes like more than work, like you're on some like. Y'all damn near dating type of conversation. See, like, see, that's the thing. I feel like it, one, one is it's a little tricky for the fact that like, <sighs> I feel like you need to have like, but not necessarily relationships, but people outside of your relationship that you're able to have different types of conversations with, right? Because like, it's a lot to expect somebody to be able to. Uh, relate to you and everything that happens to you when they have they have no reference point of how you could possibly feel right now. You see what I'm saying? Like, if, if I'm getting into some shit at work or something, like, <clears throat> and I'm describing that to someone who has nothing to do with what, what I do for work, you're not going to really understand me and you're not going to give me the responses I may be looking for at that time. You see what I'm saying? Right, you're not so going to be able to really talk to me the way I need to talk. So why does that got to be a work <laughs> wife and not another coworker? Who's... Mm. <laughs> it, hey, listen. It could be any. What, what defines guess, a work? And I also, yeah, that's also, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. <clears throat> like, what is your definition of like a work partner? You know, see, a work wife or husband is like it's like a, a coworker that you have sexual tension with. Because if you don't have sexual tension with them, then it's just it's a somebody that you. Oh, that doesn't, like but that doesn't mean that you would fuck them because so. you have sexual tension with them. But I you're feel like saying, that is saying, okay. the fact that it exists. Who, someone who you find mutual attraction. Yeah. Like, no, it's yeah, nothing has happened to Yeah, us. yeah. Mm. Like outside, yeah, outside, I feel like of, it doesn't have to necessarily be that. But there are occasions 
like where that can happen. I feel like that's See, but, the majority of cases. But that's the kill because, like, realistically, yeah, you the odds of you getting cool with somebody you're not attracted to is a lot lower than the odds of somebody who you think is cute. Because you're going to want to talk to them, hey, they're cute, and they make me laugh, blah, blah, blah. And not There's even a in a romantic way, somebody. you just yeah, generally exactly. like them, yeah. You just generally like being around them. Like, they act, like just have good energy to you. Like, you, like, you enjoy their yeah, company. Yeah, I, I just be having coworkers of every gender. So that's what I was just saying. Like, to your point of, oh, you want someone to talk to about the specific thing that shares these experiences, which is very important. Because I, what I do think is an issue is that folks put too much on their partner. Like they want them to be, they be everything for them. And it's That's like, what, what about That's not friends? fair to Like, them. didn't you have yeah. friends? Don't you have like other people out? So I agree you need that. But at the end of the day, you have other coworkers. And also you should still be communicating that with your partner. See, but that's the guy. I got other coworkers, but they don't make me laugh like she do when I'm pissed off. So why you need somebody to make you laugh? So, so are y'all saying? <laughs> so are we saying that is my? That is. You want a hee hee? Okay. I sent you some TikToks. You can hee hee. Them TikToks ain't got shit to do with what I'm doing right now. This pissed me off ten minutes ago. But I'm blue right now. That's cool. I'm putting arsenic in your spaghetti, and I'm just letting you know. Oh man, that's wow! And see, and that's why they say that's why they say you ain't never supposed to eat spaghetti from no shorty, never. Yep. Spaghetti is bad business every time. Yep. (laughs) I actually don't even like spaghetti. I don't even eat spaghetti. As a matter of fact. (laughs) 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 Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, right around that one. Well, y'all think there are any other forms of micro cheating that you think of when you hear that definition? Um, would you, like do you, say you think micro cheating has to be something like in person? Do you do you consider like just flirting on the net micro cheating? Because like I have no one yeah. to have a Lincoln. I think that's real cheating. That's yeah, that's cheating. That's actually cheating. Yeah, yeah. if you that's have no intention to, like, to link. But so you, you don't got no intention to link. I don't see. That's what I'm saying. I ain't been a link. Yeah. No, that's I'm... still weird. How so? Why? So wait, why are you talking to them? I think another form of micro cheating maybe <laughs> when you telling somebody you somewhere but you not like I'm staying in the office longer, but really I went out with the guys to get drinks because I didn't want to come home. Which I'll say that that's... Is, that could be micro cheating, <laughs> even if you went with no shorty. That's still because. You know that you shorty not gonna be comfortable wherever you're going or whatever you're doing, and, and it, maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's just the fact of you don't want to hit her mouth about some shit. That's very possible. Hmm. That's not micro cheating. I just didn't want to hit her. Yeah. Y'all in disrepair. Y'all need to talk. <laughs> yeah. You can't say you going outside. You say I'm at the office. They gave me more. Like, So while we talking about <laughs> work partners, do y'all feel like the more y'all get y'all shit together, the harder it is to find somebody to date? Like whether that's growing mm. in your career, uh, growing emotionally, 
N- no, I don't think so. Because as you as you grow, you start to just meet new people who, if and depending on the spaces you go. Now I can see if you're growing, but you still go to the same spaces where it may be hard to find somebody. But if you're growing and changing the experiences that you have and being around different pe- groups of people, I, I, I can see how you would find somebody because you're going to start finding more people who fit who you are right now as opposed to who you once were, which is what those people in your past are if you continue to, you feel me, be in that circle. So yes and no, depending on how you want to move about it, if that makes sense. I think yes, even if you do change <clears throat> where you go, because I feel like the more successful you become, the more strong-willed people you're going to start to encounter as far as like what they want mm. and don't want in relationships and how much they're willing to compromise. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Cause like if you, if you're dating a woman that makes millions of dollars, she's going to compromise way less than somebody that's making just the average salary or vice versa. And then on top of that, what's my other point? Uh, mm, no, that makes sense though. Uh, that does make sense. Just that they, percentage wise, mm. the amount of people, that are in those spaces is just going to continue to shrink the higher that you go. Mm. That's why. Actually, I can see, I can see that. I can see what you're saying. I think, I think that it gets more difficult, but I think that it also gets easier because I feel like as you get your stuff together, now you know what you're looking for and you can stop wasting your time. So like me, like I know me. So if I see a guy in my DMs and does not align, I'm not wasting no time. I don't care if he's fine. I don't, I don't care. Like it's just like we are not aligned. I'm not even gonna waste my time. Versus maybe Ariel, who's like an undergrad, maybe like, oh okay, yeah. Like, you might see what's to it. Yeah, you might see what's to it. That's that potential. That's what I'm saying. Like you might see what's to it. Nah, I ain't got to see what's to it. <laughs> I know I'm it ain't good. shit to it. <laughs> I know it ain't I'm shit to it. good on that. Um, and so as you get to know yourself, you can see, find yourself going on less dates if you're staying in those same places because now you're realizing that you no longer tolerate things that you wouldn't be for. Or even interested in entertaining. You know, I want to offer some pushback to Quay's first point of, um, you feel me, those people who ascend to higher places, you feel me, become less cooperative, I guess you could say. But, like, if I think that could be true, that could exist, but then what also could exist is that you meet, like, y'all meet each other, and obviously you have your, you feel me, your, uh, what's, what's that word? Well, like, if it happens, you got to cut it off. Uh, um, Ultimatum. No, no, deal breakers. Oh, Obviously, yeah. you all have deal breakers. But if if you meet somebody in that space, you feel me, and y'all connect in a way where you feel me, no one really, no one is, no one is drawing, like, no one gets to the point of any deal breakers. It's just, like, small things that you just couldn't see. I, I don't know. Uh, my bad. Um, it's just little things that you didn't see out of eye on. I think at some point you realize how the positives of having that person in your life outweighs those things that you weren't weren't looking to cooperate on. You see what I'm saying? So it makes you it makes you want to work with that person more because you see how the value that they add to you. So I don't know. I get I guess if it gets to that point, like if you get to a point where you can see yourself like really like 
just the way they respond to you gets a different emotion out of you, I can see how you would want to change and be more cooperative for them, if that makes sense. I mean, realistically, yes. But I feel like when people start to reach success, they're kind of like reach like a almost a level of arrogance where it's like my way works kind of thing, like my way or the highway. So I feel like there will be a percentage of people that will make you compromise, but I feel like that just makes it difficult because you are going to encounter more people that are just like my way or the highway because my way is working already for me. And I think, yeah, that's true. I think that's not necessarily a bad thing to know, like, what works for you. So I think, like, one thing that happens is, like, when folks kind of get up there, and I can only just, like, talk talk about myself or just other people that I've, like, seen, like, you don't necessarily, I don't, I, I, didn't, I didn't ever find myself being, like, I want a, a significant other. Like, I never said, I want to. You know, I might be like, oh, I want somebody to talk to a little bit more that now. But it's like I'm happy with myself. And if you're happy with yourself and you have friends, you could be cool on like I'm not gonna deal with nothing that's gonna disrupt what I got going on right here. Yeah, now it's peaceful. It's this peaceful is what I'm saying. Right there's now. a balance though. Because there's you gotta and that's what I'm saying. It can get harder. You become more selective because there's a person that you'll be like, I'm willing to deviate to see what's up. That's what so I'm like saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think you're saying. worth it. That's exactly what I'm saying. And that's, that's exactly what I'm saying because you can get so bullheaded because if you are, you can't be in a relationship. Whether that's in a throuple or a duo, you can't because there's compromise that has to work. You have to bend and it shouldn't necessarily Feel like you're bending because you should want to bend. Because mm, that person is providing enough value to see the see the need for. I feel bend. like when you say the person is providing value, you're turning into a yeah. transactional relationship. No, 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 no. Value, value is a mm-hmm. past transactional, bro. Value is yeah. the way the shit. It can come down to you like how this person just touches you, like when they want your mm-hmm. attention, the way they touch you. You may like that. You feel me? It may come down to you feel me. Um, the way they respond to you when you are having, when you're going through certain things, like when when you in those times of anger or pain or grief or whatever, the way they respond to you, that's value. Mm-hmm. Like we we equate the word value to some monetary. No value is value is is far deeper than that. Just and that's such being a masculine space. I feel thing. like yeah, I feel like saying it's value. I think that's just the wrong word. Like there's that, way that more is words. A giving a value. You know that's what I'm saying? There's, value. there's way more words to describe. Which you there's a, like there's words for each of the things you just described. I just feel like saying when you say value, it just feels like she's giving you something, so you you give her something back. And I think that's mm, that's, that's how the relationship versus starts. Like, versus you're saying like I enjoy the intimacy. I I enjoy like that's a value. You value that's a value things. that you, you, va- you value no you. I I get what exactly, you're saying. That's but, value. That's what I'm saying. It's math. It's very. <laughs> masculine to always see value as transactional which is why like in a broader scheme of like promotions and even in relationships like all that soft labor that that is usually more feminine goes unvalued because it's not necessarily contributing something that is concrete that you can give value to now josh is saying like oh like how somebody touches you now if your partner 
always just got your breakfast made in the morning. You don't ever have to say anything, or they just know what you like. But like, they I just know you, know you go. That's value. You can't put a value on that. But I'm like, oh, I just you know I, I love them, so I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna make this. You don't got to give me nothing because like I like what we got going on. But you See, are giving me things. And that and that's why I want to switch the switch the 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 thought process behind the word value because we have it so set in our I, mind that it's that it's a transactional thing. Yo, it's far past that. Like I like, just feel like we need to start using more words. Just like as our generation, we use a lot of words to encompass a, instead of saying specifically what we're trying to say. Like we use words like toxic and energy and all this stuff instead of specifically saying like. I like I get what you're saying about I value. value that. So right, it's you value, value that. I value this. But no, no, stop, this stop, is stop, 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 stop. You value what <laughs> you value the intimacy. She is not giving you a value, is what I'm saying. Like, she did because what she did. No, the, no, act, no, no, no. You value. No, I have value in that. It may not have value to other people, but that's irrelevant because it's me it's, and our relationship is what. What do I come to the table that you value, and what do you come to the table that I value? And you're saying, and you're saying that y'all give it to each other, and that's what I'm saying. It sounds like a transaction when you describe it like that. It's a give and take. It's a give and take. It is a give and take, but I just feel like it's a That's literally what it is. Actually, I just feel like the word value is used for too many things, and when you get into talking about emotions and relationships, there's better words. Well, there's value, and then as a noun, and then as a verb. So there's value as in like this has value and then I actively value, I like, I appreciate. Those are all Yeah, I, I think Look, the ste- I think the better statement okay. is what you're saying That's is exactly I value what... the intimacy no, no, no. that she provides that, me. As a matter of fact, what you just said about nine and verb, that's exactly what we needed to hear because it's two very <laughs> yeah. distinct differences between the now that's and the, the verb. Now, I'm like, wait, now, I'm like, we're just now I'm that like, I looked it up. on something so simple. I'm like it's I'm like, I, feel, I know what everybody is yeah, no. saying. Because the verb of value says, consider some, someone or something to be important or beneficial. Exactly. A high, a high opinion of. Yes. So, yeah, no, you're right. As Actually, a person, you want something that's going to be beneficial to you. I don't, I just don't like exactly. approaching relationships from a, this is beneficial, like, like just in that frame of mind, like, yes, it may be beneficial to you, but I'm not in my mind saying I'm doing this because she's beneficial to me. But you do do that because there's times when you, it could be just some, something as simple as they ask you to do something you don't feel like doing, but you're going to do it because all the other things that they do for you. No, right? I'm going to, no, no. See, that's the thing. Stop. That's yeah. the thing. That's the transaction right there. Yeah, I'm no. saying I do it because I love her and yeah. I want to do it. I'm not thinking yeah. about the whatever happened before that I did right, to but make the this reason, even. But the reason you love her is from all the previous no, things that not. she's done. No. We're I saying that you would yeah. you love how you love regardless. It doesn't matter what she gives back to me. I, I'm going to love how I love. She's going to love how she loves. And I think this is the issue is because people and it's and it's and it's natural too because people like <laughs> patterns. But people like to match others' energy instead of just having their own energy. So whether I'm upset or not, if I'm making myself breakfast, I'm making us breakfast. Because I'm making breakfast anyway. And, like, that's the energy I bring to my partner. He's Mm. made me upset, but I'm making us breakfast. Mm. Now... 
where things become toxic is like not communicating. Now, let's say that I'm the one over here, like, oh, I'm cleaning the bathroom, I'm cleaning the kitchen, and I'm just seeing he leaving shit, and I'm just like, you just no mm, man. I'm just not gonna just keep doing do it, it anymore, and I'm just gonna get upset. And then I'm gonna get upset because everything's ugly too. And then it's just gonna become a thing. If you just have your energy and address head on what's going on. And same thing with values, it doesn't have to be transactional. You end up loving that person just because of their energy. Yeah. You compromise because of their energy. And you know when you cut people off because that energy change. And you be like, oh. Q, has being growing in your corporate world impacted you dating? Mm, I don't really think so. I mean, yes and no, because I just focus more so on what I have to do. And that involves, like, working hellas. So one would say yes, but I just don't make the time to actively, like, date right now. More so than anything, because I just don't have the energy for all of that. I have a question. What's up? So I had seen on the Twitters, um, somebody has said, we got all these men trying to build generational wealth with no partner or no kid. And it was coming from the perspective of, like, people aren't necessarily doing like individual like growth while they're making like financial gains and I guess like making those connections to give that generational wealth I just want to know like what is your take what do you mean by like I think I understand what you're saying like as I'm not hold on as I'm not like what do you mean by that last part reset that last part for me one more time about making connections or something like that I'm kind of confused on that aspect Folks are so busy, like I'm grind, 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 grind. I'm not dating, but I'm grind, 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 grind. That whenever you saying, start dating, you still the ahead, same Josh. nigga from before. Basically, you didn't did so much in your career. You focused on your career to a point of your financial growth or whatever that you didn't do none of the personal development in yourself. So that whenever you meet somebody, you still the same nigga from before you started grinding. Like you, you still oh, like, I mean, you a lot of bread, but emotionally intelligent wise, you still that same nigga. You ain't grew at all. But it's not like I so, don't like like but, have but, interactions with multiple shorties and have like true conversations and like still growing. But it's at the same but it's time. past like, that. But it's past that. Cause if we doing all right, so how you was saying generational wealth one, that's okay. the biggest buzzword I, in in history. I that I hate that one. Like, motherfuckers beat yourself out the head with that. But like <laughs> um like addressing the things from your past that your people may have done to you that could affect the way you raise your child. So like, like you could deal with trauma from a, a young age. And so now instinctually, when you, when, once you have a child and you haven't processed none of that, you going to do some of the same things your parents mm. have done, which is one of those, the generational curses. They respond to you the same way. They do is, these same things. I don't see the bridge from that to working a lot. Because, because it, it, the bridge is the emotional intelligence piece. So, like, you can ignore the emotional intelligence Why piece. Why can't you have some... emotional intelligence even if you're, like, still... I, yeah, like, I, I would say, is he not displaying emotional intelligence in saying that he does not have the time or energy to be in a healthy relationship? 
so I think the emotional intelligence is one layer. I think it also gets to the time that you dedicate, right? So if you're building all of this, right? I guess like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> what time do you have for that family? What time do you have for that partner to create something that is healthy? I guess it depends right. on what's your end goal when you build it. Because if your end goal is to be free, your time, having your time being free, I, I feel like you can have that. That's part of but, capitalism and social media has people feeling like they need to have shit secured and then have the wife and the kid. I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on that wave, um, wavelength where I have to be comfortable first before I can like have a family because like just I don't want to grow up. I have to struggle. I have to, you know, figure out the next paycheck, things like that nature. That's just financial, though. The killer. Yeah. At some point, you figure that shit out, though. That's you know yeah. What I'm saying? Like, it's I rough. mean, like that should be like I don't know. Like I still feel like you can like bust your ass at work and be have that emotional intelligence and you have no emotional intelligence, intelligence absolutely. But I think like carving out that time, I think is is be- and I'm not because you like. I'm not saying about either or the fence, but I'm thinking of that time. Piece because I know a lot of people whose parents will have them financially great, but they never seen their parent, and so they mm-hmm. don't, they don't really care. They don't have that. They don't have that connection, and they also have trauma from that that carries over to their new relationship. Mm-hmm. I do and they're also piece. not creating a now healthy you see. home environment. Now you see. No, no, now you see. I, no. You're saying this is funny that you say this, Josh, but you're saying now you see because I asked you a couple of pods ago. Did you feel like that you would be able to? make all this money and then be available for your kids. But you're saying that you don't feel like you would be able to do that. So how that's do you not what like I said. You be able to that do is that? not, that's not what I said. I said, and I literally just said it. It depends on your end goal. If your end goal is to have freedom of your time, autonomy of your day, you going to build your life to a point where your success mm-hmm. comes from you seeing once I have freedom of my day, I'm success. That's success to me. So once I automate all the things in my life that are generating my money, I'm successful because I don't have to physically be anywhere. I can do so whatever when do you I want with my family? time. So after you did that, after you yep. automate, yep. Yeah, I feel I like automate, once you once do I that, automate, you I got also... time for you, baby. I got all day. What you want? So to do? then you get the family. <laughs> I'm successful. I'm just figuring out when you. You're, you you're kind of like know what you want. Then I feel like once you get to that level, and... I mean, I don't know. I mean, see, that's the thing. I'm. I. I don't have a a, a timeline to say. Hey, the family comes tomorrow. I don't know that. Yeah. You feel me? Whenever things flow into that, things flow into that. But if it okay. ends up, if that ends up flowing after I'm automated, cool. If it flows as I'm on the way to automation, cool. But I know my okay. end goal is automation. And I know my end goal is gotcha. I'm physically not doing shit. Gotcha. <laughs> so you're <laughs> not like, doing any of that until you got your end goal secure first. No, I'm saying if that he, he comes along nah. on the way to the goal, uh, I'm okay. cool with that. Like I'm not objective to it. Like if it comes along to that, cool. If Would y'all just say I'm he's not going to work all the time for his whole family's duration because at at, at a specific time, it should go all the automation. Well, so see, that's the thing. Is... So in my mind, so like the way I, the, the way I see it, right, is that mm-hmm. I realize I, I'm cool working, but I'm tired of solving other people's problems. I'd rather build a business myself to solve my own fucking problems. I don't want to keep putting my, my labor to you. I want to put my labor to myself. Right now, I have... You know what I'm saying? There's opportunities to where you can make money automate completely automated. I don't have to physically do anything. And once this code is set up, it works on its own. All I got to do is maintain. 
that's a huge difference from opposed to spending your whole day at somebody else's institution, building whatever they want you to build. That's a huge difference. You see what I'm saying? And you can be rich as fuck automating. That's the kill. Technology's to a point now. You can tap into some shit. You get a few different automations. You got seven income, seven income streams right now with no work of your physical labor outside of writing this code. So you feel me? That's why I say everybody's goal is different. Like if your goal is to run somebody's company or you feel me, be high up in somebody's company, it makes sense you may not have time because you dedicating your time to the company. I, my end goal is to have auto complete autonomy but have income stream set up that's auto completely automated. That's my goal. So it depends on what your end goal is. Hmm. And that's I think success looks differently for ev everybody. Yeah, success is different And for that's everybody. why I'm like, I think like, for example, like going to an Ivory Tower school, like I just be seeing people who like chase after success that is like commonly accepted as, as like- is that, the, you, and I'm like, most that's... people don't even know. Mm, most I have, most I have. people don't even know what success is to themselves. They mm, they build exactly. they thought of success of what other exactly. people tell them. You right. don't even know what you want. <laughs> that's your problem, right there. I have a question for you, Josh. Yep. Does it worry you? How we were talking about the geopolitical stuff earlier, and you were talking about the risk of you feel me the U.S. market crashing. Does it worry you that you're building your future on? the automation of a system that could potentially crash. Even no, though you are taking it, money out for hard assets, but the actual, you feel me? Let's see. That's the thing. That's the thing. And that's no, for several different reasons. One, any, regardless of, you feel me? Like, cause we were talking about the brink shit, how they're making their own standardized currency, whatever, right? No, explain but that. Just, okay. Briefly. Yeah, okay, I bet. A little, little 30 so, second. So right now in, in, in geopolitical, what's happening around the world, the, Brink, the Brinks Alliance is being formed, right? So it's up, nations like Russia, China, you feel me, um, Saudi Arabia is in it, like the large, uh, I guess you say non-Western nations. Yeah, yeah, Eastern countries. They're uh, forming an alliance, right? So, but, and when you think about that, they're going to have their own currency and basically, you feel me, it's all, all of it's hypothetical, but if the U.S. dollar were to crash, you feel me, and they their dollar became the new reserve currency, what would that look like? You feel me? Is, is that kind of what you're saying? Um, I think that's what you're saying. So yeah. the way I see it is like you got to think every system is built upon itself. Every system uses the best practices of some other system. One of the best practices of the system that we have is that the value of the dollar fluctuates because it that's a wealth generator. If you're able to capitalize on the value of the dollar increasing or decreasing, you can you can create wealth without having to physically work for it because you're 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 uh, taking advantage of that arbitrage or whatever is happening in the back end. You're actually understanding the financial system. So for me, it's like yeah, shit may get tricky, but I'm sure they dollar is doing the same thing because they dollar going to fluctuate versus the price of gold versus the price of iron versus the price of copper versus the price of oil. They dollar, they dollar is also going to fluctuate with the, those physical assets, which means that they have an exchange where you can take advantage of it. This is what they do on the trading floors, correct? Exactly. Okay. So, and you can do that no matter where you're at. But, what, but you, as do long you think as you would have access as an American? And that's the gag. One thing I know is that any man-made system is able to be beat because individuals have to run that system. Meaning 
you can find somebody who has access to that system and you can financially back them and then you can withdraw the you can still be the benefactor of that because you have that relationship nobody all man-made systems is no way to stop it because individuals have to have to uphold it and if somebody is in a set of circumstances where they could benefit from whatever you're trying to do they're probably going to do it so you it's, it's ways around everything you feel me like there's no way they can keep the human mind down if, if it's really trying to think of a way to get around it. But so that, I that, guess that you just proved my point that we were talking about pre-pod of even if they tried to do that, America could just put their money right into that system. No, I don't, I don't. It ain't no, escape, it ain't no escape with us. Niggas is everywhere. It, I agree, bro. If you got the bread to, if you, that's the thing. It's going to be a come down to if you got the bread to be able to do that. Anything in the world you can do is if you have the resources to do it, you know, if you have the relationships or if you have the physical capital to do it. And most times you may need a mix of both. But most if times. you can foster that, you feel me? If you can foster that, you can survive anywhere. It doesn't matter what system you're in, you're going to thrive because all the shit comes down to the same shit, relationships. And if you have the ability to capitalize on your relationships, that's all it is. Everywhere you go, anywhere around the world. So uh, I'm saying. Y'all want to get into some new music? Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. Obviously, we gotta start with SZA. So I think we um, just go ahead, go to HR because she is the target demographic. How, what is your SZA review? As a, as a individual part of the SAG girl delegation, <laughs> um, I give this album um to Infinity and Beyond. It brought me back to my angsty preteen self, sitting in my bedroom, listening to Taylor Swift when I could relate to her. And, you know, being like, you know, Drew, look at me. (laughs) And instead, now we have SZA making me a dull version which has been my problem with Taylor Swift is she hasn't like grown. Like, I feel like she's still making music for like high school girls. And I'm like, I'm grown. Like, so I left her a long time ago, but yeah. yeah. So SZA showed so much diversity on the album. Yeah, she showed so. some of versatility. Yeah. I, think so. I, I loved it. I love the cheekiness. I loved. I didn't really know, like the, the uh, pop, like the real poppy sounding record. Cause it's like, yo, she sounds really good in it. Like, yeah, uh, I don't remember the name of the song. It is, it is nice like, to see like black women also not now like see that the, we could dominate that space too. Like that forever twenty one. Like, yeah, that's how. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the Kira music. You feel me? Yeah, like, exactly. Like that, yeah, y'all can we can take that bread too. It, it can get ugly. Out here. <laughs> it can get ugly for everybody. Else. <laughs> so I think my fave so far from that album is low ghost in the machine and f to f which one is that so i fucked them because i really miss you well done yeah i fuck with that album honestly so and honestly i do think like you know i think it's tough for artists coming off that one classic album like control was such a classic album that like your next album it always has such high expectations you feel me 
I do like I wouldn't necessarily say it filled that gap, but it felt good that she produced such a good product. You, feel me? you like, can see the growth. You can yeah, like, you can see the growth. It's not that control, but you can see where all those sounds progressed into exactly. And that that feels good to see as like watching an artist develop. Or, you know, what I'm saying. It's not like she hasn't been putting out uh, like singles either. Like she's been working. She's been on features. You know, she ain't, she ain't leave the scene. She just ain't been writing. She had injured her vocal cord. Mm. Uh, I forgot what year that was, but she had to stop her tour. Uh, mm. See, this is shit so. we don't even be knowing about. We just know she ain't putting shit out. All the time, she was on injury reserve. <laughs> so Josh went ahead and bit the bullet for us and li- listened to the R. Kelly <laughs> album so that we could come in here and speak factually. <laughs> you want to break it down? One the, the album was called, I, I'll break it down. R. Kelly dropped an album called I Admit It. Um, which was released under Legacy Recordings, which is a subsidiary of Sony, even though both R. Kelly and Sony came out afterwards and said that it was an unauthorized release after Spotify and Apple took it down. Yep. So, how was it? (laughs) What would you rate it, Josh? I'm going to start by saying this. I'm going to start by saying this. That we live in a world where a lot of things can be true simultaneously, right? So you feel me? We live in a world where you feel me? An artist can be a sicko in real life and make music and make good and make music. Whatever. With that being said, R. Kelly is a sicko, but that nigga know how to make a fucking. He has some shit on there. Yo, he has some shit on there that I can see. Yo, if, if he was in a different set of circumstances and dropped this, they would be playing this at the cookout for sure. Like I can uh, see so, he had them type records. But then so why, also, why was y'all why was y'all saying like his songs wasn't him? That I mean, his songs was him. Like he was calling BS. One of y'all said he was called uh, y'all called BS on him. Um, oh, it's because he was trying to say music. that it wasn't even his voice, but some of those songs have been out on SoundCloud since like 2018. So it's like, nigga, you're not fooling nobody. Oh, shit. <laughs> but um, also, I want to say about the album, folks, is that so, like, the last three songs on the album uh, is called I Admit It, I Did It. It's a three part, it's a three part record. It's like, it's a long, it's a long record, but it's basically a, a very long story. Like the trapped in the closet, his life. It, yeah, but it's whatever he was going through. So like, you feel me? He he talking about you know what I'm saying how he was abused as a child. You feel me? He was abused sexually as a child. He talking about you feel me like how shit was rough for him, all the shit he goes through, blah blah blah. And then he's talking about, and this is the kill because I'm pretty sure he recorded this record before he was arrested. Well, obviously he did because he's talking about, I've never been convicted, blah, blah, blah. My buddy, this didn't age well, but you feel me? You You have become tried and convicted, brother, of being a sicko. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all think it, y'all think it would have hit number one if they had left it up? Hmm. Nah, Dana would have been on like some like shadow band type. I, I think it would have off the strength 
off the strength of what the, the fuck is he saying. Off the strength of what the fuck is this nigga talking about, motherfuckers gonna listen to it. Yeah. Secretly or unsecret or out loud. It's down to like an Eminem album. Nobody really cares to listen to an Eminem album. But you gonna listen to it off the strength that you Eminem just reminded me of something that I thought about while I was playing basketball and I was hearing the music in the background. We allowed Eminem to rap about murdering his baby mother, but drill is where we're drawing the line at. <laughs> Think about that shit. On every song, he talking about I might kill my daughter, mama, all type of shit. And that was a hit. Sick. Yeah. Stan. Whatever. Yeah. Name that song. <laughs> Stan is about. But yeah, Eminem sick. That's a sick. That's some sicko shit. Yeah, that sicko. is some sickos. You know, honestly. But honestly, it's about time, though, it's about time we evaluate all these rappers. It's time we evaluate all these white rappers. Get their ass out. You too, Logic. God damn it. <laughs> Anybody forget about you? Oh, that hip hop bop top. And I I guess the the problem with me is uh, it's not a problem that Eminem's made those songs like but it's the problem that they wanted to go after black people and be like oh yeah this is an ad this is making the violence worse but like we literally you know have this like purely splayed out no, no auto tune, no mumble. No <laughs> mumble. I know exactly what that means. Yell that very articulately into the microphone. No lyrics needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a double standard. It's a du- but I mean, shit, it's a double standard. So, all right, so if we lived in the space where motherfuckers got on Eminem ass for that, would you then be be uh, would you then be cool with motherfuckers getting on drill rappers ass if it was no. an equal? No, Retribution. because nah. drill is is a genre of music that comes from uh, conditions that exist within poverty today. Nothing they're rapping about is not actually happening in real life in the communities that they come from. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It's like a Negro spiritual from poverty. It's not a Negro. It is. From poverty. No, I mean, as from an anthropological lens, Yes, That's it is. Weird. Because I remember when I heard Chief Keith for the first time, I walked so, into so this well, house party, <laughs> and the way that the, these black, these young black men, as soon as she came, they just was, it, that's a Negro spiritual. No, I ain't gonna lie. He do got some, he got some hits. He got some shit. I'm sorry, yeah. with, it come yeah. on. Yeah. With Nito come on, I'm I, you know, out of my body right now. Bro, I'm gonna be real ugly, gonna be real. I don't care. Yeah. Split fine. I don't care. I gotta get it off right now. I gotta get this off my chest. I gotta get I gotta get this off of me right now. I got to. <laughs> I got to. I can't hold it no more. No. <laughs> no, that's see, actually it's funny you say that because me and me and my LB was just talking about you feel me like Sosa now versus then. It's like like it don't have it like Sosa dropping the album doesn't have the same like fuel behind it if that makes sense. It's like I might check it out, but it's like it, it's nothing that like the I guess motherfuckers has matured to where the messages that's being talked about just don't 
resonate the same. You see what I'm saying? Nah, fuck what you talking about. This new shit's uh, hard to me. This is a TV damn podcast. Fuck what Josh is talking about. Yeah. That new shit is hard. Play that shit. You on a highway, my boy. It is real devilish out there. It's a time and place. Maybe you're not. You like to throw on R&B and cruise and shit. Me and Q like to put it on cheap cheap to do 90 to 100. Maybe 110 if it's open. Yeah, your testosterone has evened out since you was like a little teenager, like oh. ten years in the game. That could maybe that could yeah. be, you feel me. I'm driving 80, 85, y'all driving 90, 95. It's a different type of vibration you need for that. You're such a you know what I'm saying? That's possible. Yeah. You you yeah. a right lane ass nigga. Eighty five is eighty five is the right lane. Eighty five. Get your slow ass over. Y'all niggas is wasting hella gas. Josh, you gonna get a cash like when you open? Hell no. <laughs> 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 no. Hey no, but actually that Cadillac shit, I see why niggas was getting Cadillacs because they, they was comfortable. the only car that was No, no, it's cause at one point, like during the racial shit, that was really one of the only car dealers that was like selling cars for black people for real. Shout out to like, Cadillac, man. I know. Yeah, that. that's why a lot of black people was having Cadillacs. They was actually fucking with us so I can see it. But I don't I want I don't want no like though. They them seats in the lack is comfortable. I ain't gonna hold you. They got Very. they got some different technology and Lexus. Yeah, Lexus decent. I mean, Lexus and Toyota made in the same spot. It's not. Yeah. It's all the same. What's the difference between talking and dating? Josh mm. Asta. And I think that's a very important distinction that needs to start being had. We too grown to be talking. Yeah, I don't need... I, feel, date, I this, think this, dating implies an exclu- exclusive. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's introduction. Then y'all either... Then y'all choose to start dating... And then from there, you can enter a committed relationship. So what's dating? Okay. So what's dating? Right, dating is, is dating. So it's just going on a few, like, yeah. going out. Let's, like, going to let's dinner, link. Going we to go movie. to dinner. We might go to something after. So does just Lincoln consider a, is considered a date? Yeah, or that's like... dating. Y'all, y'all go on dates together, but you're not in a committed relationship. Yeah. That's dating. Y'all are dating. So that, that's the same thing as niggas when they were saying talking. It's the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. It, but like, oh, what was talk, so what was talking in the whole? Oh, the this, talking this is high the school. this is the problem. Talking is one is high school, and it's a very regional word. Yeah, and it lack it, it's not it's very unclear on exactly what that means because motherfuckers just say we was talking, and that means we Facetimed a couple times and maybe went out once or twice. But when we're dating. We were actually making a concerted effort to get to know each other, going to museums, going here, going there. So you're like saying dating still has, is... has some kind of exclusiveness to a little, to a certain extent. Dating uh, has no. You can be like openly dating. Like, you can no. date as many people so, as you want to. I can yeah, date whoever I want if I'm a single woman. Hundred percent. And if I you're a nigga a... with motion, look, you can do whatever you want. If you're a person, Period. you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Period. Like, that doesn't mean anything. That's what I'd be thinking. People be getting things, like, misconstrued. And I think also, like, growing out of things. I think, like, what Clay was saying, like, talking is a regional word. But also, talking is for when you ain't had no money in high school. And your mama said yeah, you couldn't yeah. go out. Slide to the no mall. Talking, <laughs> literally. We dead ass be talking. We dead ass talking. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny as hell. I don't talk to niggas. 
<laughs> exactly. So 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 boom. So dating is just the new the no, younger don't no. talking. Talking is done. Uh, out the window. It's not the new nothing. It's not the old nothing. It was a thing we did. I feel like dating's just a new talking. When you're it's just, the new talking. We new just talking, go on dates. Uh, we just talk on the date instead. No, 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 I'm no, just no. So, because when you're dating, when you're dating, you, you also are gonna talk outside of the dates if the yeah. dates are going well. So dating is the next step up from talking. We go on dates. We talk on the date. We talk after the date. We eliminate the date. talking. We need to eliminate, eradicate that. <laughs> because honestly, talking like was toxic anyway. Because what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Toxic is very toxic. is very toxic. So exactly, because Q know, because Q one of them motherfuckers. No, I, I don't know shit. Don't even do all that. Don't even do all that. Told her mama about you, and you was talking about we was talking. You you went to school. You told them girls y'all was talking. Damn, I know. I know how to read them. Anyway, you know the kill. They 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 have been talking. <laughs> he was That's talking real good. <laughs> I could just talk a real nice. I just talk. I could, I could, hey, talk I real nice. Hey, it's funny. So I had seen something. They was like, "Hey, yeah, I know. I, I see why you miss me. I will miss me too. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm nah, cool. that is. Like, I'm a riot. But no, it's it's I think that it is not good and unhealthy because. It's not clear on what it is. Yeah, it's unclear. Yeah, and it, it lets you not to take accountability it's a for very something. Very gray area. It's like it's oh, un- she caught It's unclear. It's unclear of what. Um, Twenty hours a week, he called Phil. It's unclear. <laughs> it's unclear about what each person's end goal is too. Like, because for yeah. them, you feel me? They may have been envisioning being at that level with you, while you may not have saw that same thing. You feel me? So I think the end end destination is unclear. Yeah, you was bored. And I think that goes back to the conversation we had maybe a pod or two ago about niggas going after what they want. I feel like men are a lot better at saying from the very beginning, knowing I would never date you. Like, Mm -hmm. we could only... Well, I would never be in a relationship with you. At this point, now that we're older, we we would only date. But back in that time, I could only talk to you. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I remember... So, so <coughs> I grew up on the south, the far southeast side of Chicago. So we ain't, I ain't know about talking <laughs> until I got to go to Lynn Brooks. <laughs> and you was and talking. So people dated <laughs> at my, you know, elementary school, right? Dated? They went on dates at elementary school? I mean, that's yeah. what, what you did you went out y'all y'all, y'all walked around the neighborhood y'all went to the local restaurant it was cute stuff. as hell as little kids we go to the park right. you know yeah. what I'm saying the movies the movies holding hands holding hands in the hallway when I got to high school and I remember this thing of talking and I'm like huh it's either Cause I'm just like, bro, like, what is this? And I remember, I, I, I got called down there, and 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 Shorty ended up going back to sex. Oh, and I was just like, get you with, I was like, get you with the okey doke, like, do you get me? Oh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You hold the, the most acceptable time to get catfished 
or just sent off is when you're deciding where you finna go to college or the summer before yeah, college yeah, when you yeah. in all of them like 20 class of 2019. What the app was that? Motherfuckers on kick. Motherfuckers on kick. The other one, the blue one. Damn. Group me. Yes. Oh, group me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was going into high school times. We ain't had the group me. That was the kick era. Nah, the kick era. That was before DMs. That's on you. You go to the last picture on her Instagram. Kick. You were like yep. six other niggas right there. Talk <laughs> <laughs> about kick question mark. Oh my hey. god! You sign a kick, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing you do when your mama take your phone. Is it? Delete all you that. Know, you know the real me. <laughs> See, hey, no, nah, hey. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, it's time to check on one of the guys that they pitch on kick with just a black screen. You got to answer. <laughs> you like, oh. Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> Yeah, that nigga all for lie. He's all the way off the line. That is all for And if he responding, he down bad right now. <laughs> or, or, or how about we used to text and be like, I'm on punishment, delete this message, <laughs> and then don't respond. If I take my phone, don't respond, I'll text you. Talk about don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You thought I was supposed to say that? Hey. And then they respond. They, oh, they, okay. they, 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 they respond, okay. They, 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 <laughs> they respond, okay. Like, you be, you be walking. Yo, OG, get that. Get your phone. You be walking slow as hell trying to text the week. Yeah, to... hurry up and turn it off before you hand it to it. Hey, yo, that, hey. Hey, that was, that was, that was a crazy time. That was a crazy period in life. Yeah. Like even that, you feel me? Deleting the the search histories and, and oh on yeah, Safari. Oh my god, that was tricky. My PSP was bad. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you ever had a PSP? You already know. I, I'm not ashamed to say. Yeah, Every nigga that had a PSP know what I'm talking about. Never lie. <laughs> That's my first access to the internet. Damn, the unrestricted access. Exactly. Think about that. Let us get that. You can hold it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, dude, no, dude. Damn. I shouldn't say this before. I, right. I, 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 I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't say this before. One time. <laughs> one time. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking I'm slick. I had a phone, but then I also had an iPod touch. So, you feel me? The touch as well was, you feel me, on some complete separation. This way, I don't even got to worry about that if something get tricky with my phone and my mama right. take my shit. So I'm on the touch one time, right? One time it was like my OG, she used to go to stepper sets, you feel me? So she get that, I'm finna go. You feel me? <laughs> I hit Sonny. Hit Sonny walk out the stairs, the garage open. I'm thinking it's go time. I'm You got too thirsty. You gotta wait at least. You gotta vote, you be. You gotta look out the window, make sure the couple out. I get it up and running, folks, because I already knew what I was going to watch, folks. Oh, you had it in the bookmark. Right, she come right back, folks. She come right back. So, but mind you, it happened real fast. Like, I didn't know she was back in the crib until she was halfway up the stairs, and my room was right up the stairs. Like, as soon as you go up the stairs. Three like, feet from away. the stairs. Three, literally. So, like, oh. I catch her. Mind you, it was like eight stairs, maybe. I catch her on like five. You feel me? So, I'm like, I ain't got a lot of time. You feel me? I got to make something happen quick. So, I... I take the iPod, like, I just try to, like, turn the iPod, not turn, like, turn it off, but, like, just close it, you feel me? And I put it down. But mine's just one of them old iPods, so the 
the audio is still playing. The audio is still playing. But the screen is off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That was very oh, my awkward. God. That was incredibly awkward. But she, but the thing is, it stopped playing just until, like, she had walked in, like, it's, okay, she walked in the room, it's, like, lightly playing, but it's, like, a sound, it's, like, so one of them was, like, but then it stopped. <laughs> so, hey, you was ready to die. That was, I'm, like, oh, my oh, God, shit. my fucking stomach's in my ass right now. I do not want to get <laughs> caught right handed. See, that's see if even if that's there for you, you gotta stand up, ask to do and say, "Whoa, I'm changing. I'm changing." Whoa, they go one of them. Shit on brick. No, you got all. You gotta ask, you gotta be asked to do it. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be yeah, ass. Wild. No. You, you looking back at you like, whoa. Whoa, I'm changing. Whoa. You looking back at it. <laughs> Bro, looking back at it is fucking crazy. That's what you said. No. You got your cheeks exposed. Looking back at you. You trying you trying to be cheeks exposed or you trying to up meet the OG? You gotta make a decision, folks. You gotta you know, move fast. And the and the game time decision, the cheeks. Uh, you gotta make your business. You gotta decision, dog. Your mama you seen your ass before. She literally used to change you every day. Not not in recent not well, in recent times. Not in a while. I can probably see that. Not in a while. Not in a while. All uh, access to that yeah. is over with. Cheeks, the cheeks different though. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather up cheeks for sure. <laughs> I'd rather up cheeks. Oh my god! <laughs> I was saying it's just one of those shit. Hey, folks, how y'all feel about this trade uh, IGM made uh, with Russia? The shooter get, for the big, uh, yeah, to get the big man back. Oh yeah, police the big one man back. <laughs> yeah, fucking police, dog. Man, at least he's back, man. I think it's like. It's crazy that we gave up a nigga to call the merchant of death over a motherfucker that called with got called with a vape pen. Like Russia really called one with that. I can't even like they, they really with that. <laughs> I am sure as soon as they got that call, we know exactly who we want. Mm-mm. Get him over yeah. here right now. Wait, wait, mm-hmm. when y'all ready to give him up, y'all call us back. <laughs> we don't, we ain't giving up nobody else with just her. And that's what we want. But you know, they hey. said he didn't have that much longer anyway. So Got expired so contract got, off the books. So we know? got some, we got some value. We got a little value. <laughs> yeah, we, we got a little value. Expiring contract, you know, we rally the truth. We got an American home. You know, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't got no draft picks, no cash concessions, nothing. We just <sighs> the contract didn't even match. Yeah, it, I can't imagine how traumatic it is to be like <clears throat> in a prison where everybody is work speak, count. speaking Russian to you like all the time, and you just biggest like you stand out like a motherfucker. First off, you black. You seven two. two you a woman. And you black. And you seven two. They <clears throat> pick up that motherfucking shovel. <laughs> And they cut off her lock. Well, I, I saw something. I don't they know. They cut if it her was lock off. I saw yes. something. I don't know if it was true. They were saying that That's her locks were freezing, so she uh cut them off because they kept freezing mm. every time she was out there working or some shit. Yeah, that's how cold Rocha mm. is. Yeah, they put mm, your ass in that in that work camp. She came back looking like Pete Davidson. 
You know, buzz hey, cut. Yeah. Hey. Hey, hey, but they know. have. I'm gonna show you the side, 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 side picture. They hey. literally look like you ain't right. <laughs> that, that ain't right. <laughs> I'm That's just saying. Right. Welcome home, Brittany. I hope that you welcome home, BG. Wife. BG. <laughs> <laughs> Big Brit, baby. She needs to go on what they call it a retreat. She's going yeah, she a nice therapy retreat. A therapy oh retreat island somewhere. Retreat. They, yeah, LeBron some... needs to pay for that. He needs to. He needs yep. to. Do that. They gave some, some and shout out Vin Diesel for getting her home. That's ben the real Diesel. hero in all of this. Vin Diesel posted a picture a couple weeks ago where he said, "I need Britney Griner home by Christmas." He was at a Lakers game with a thumbs up like this, and look, lo and behold, Christmas has been 14 days and it? she's home. So shout out Where Ben Diesel. He's one of the greatest heroes of all time. He didn't save the world at Fast and Furious time and time again, and now time he's done it. Time again. <laughs> now he's done it for Brittany Grinder. So we just want to say for thank you. a member you. of our own community. Thank you, family. Thank I heard the blacks want to say. Yes. The blacks want to say thank you. Thank you, Ben Diesel. <laughs> thank you from the blacks. <laughs> You're funny as hell. Did you? Oh, speaking of apologizing <laughs> for the blacks or saying thank you for the blacks, did y'all see that Van Jones? Um, apologized on behalf of all black people at a, a Jewish uh, dinner. Yeah, 50,000 lashes, Van Jones. 50,000 lashes. Wait, He basically a said that, he basically Coonery. said that, Coonery, he said that our community can remain silent no longer when stuff was happening to us. We expected everybody else to speak up, so he's speaking up on behalf of all black people to say that we won't allow the hate speech that Kanye is is spewing and that we're sorry. Fifty thousand lashes. Basically, my fuck you telling them to shut the fuck up. You don't speak for us. Yeah, he, he like, definitely don't it, speak it, for me. But not just Kanye and Kanye is bogus. I, um, he got a lot going on. I don't care what is truly in his heart. What he is displaying on his platform is it's not harmful. okay. Yeah, he's sweet. It's very harmful. Um, it is harmful for the Jewish community. It is. Um, but yeah, I think it is also harmful when people try to get up and speak for a whole people. I think that's, that's one of the greatest detriments yeah. that our community faces right now is that we keep trying to elect certain no, people, these people to not speak even for. Not, not, but like put them into the platform where they speak for everyone. <laughs> It's just but not Van possible. Jones, ain't nobody put Van Jones in there. Who the fuck is Van? I didn't even know who he was till he said that. But I'm saying, even speaking in Kanye in the light that he speaks for black people because he is a he has money. Kanye speaks for himself when yeah, he, he says he's these things. Speaking he's speaking he's for himself. Speaking. Nobody, a leader from Chicago that works on Chicago issues, cannot go to some town in Florida and then be their voice. People need to. Focus on bringing up leaders that are specific to their communities instead of trying to have one grand Martin Luther King at the top. But as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, now that I think about it, that's then some white shit right there. And somehow yep. our community fell for it. Because when you think about it, who are they saying are our leaders, athletes, and entertainers? Exactly. Why, why, why would we want these people to lead us? And who elected, who said that they were that? Who gave them the Outside platform of to the, do so, yeah. Outside of the white who said person they who do gave that? them that platform. That's the propaganda, folks. That's the propaganda. Because that's, that's the that's voice that they amplify. Yeah. That's a white concept in itself. And as a matter of fact, I probably shouldn't say this, but fuck Jesse Jackson. I'm going to come out and say it. I'm going to be the one to say it. Why you Jesse say that? Jesse Jackson. <laughs> because. 
<laughs> because, okay, mind you, okay, all right, let me take a step back because this is a conspiracy, but I think it's probably true. So, on the murder of Martin Luther King, bro, mind you, Mar- I still think Martin Luther King was the industry plant. But he was changing his rhetoric. And that's when he started talking oh, yeah. about, I, mm-hmm. I brought my people into a, a divided home. You feel me? All of that type of shit. But when he started changing his rhetoric, in Memphis, when he went to that hotel, he was supposed to stay. One, black people in Memphis had told, like, was like, bro, we, we got you. We going to protect you. Right? See, that's a lot I said. Jesse Jones and his people told them, nah, we good. We don't need that. Jesse Jackson, my fault. Told them, nah, we good. We got on security. We don't need that. So that's, that's number one. Number two. They get a motherfuckers call the hotel. Dr. King was supposed to be standing on the first floor. Call the hotel and say he wants to be on the third floor when that was not true. But they moved this room because they, that's what came from his camp saying to move him to the third floor. So to give the shooter an angle to shoot him because you wouldn't have that on the first floor. Uh, now, this is the tricky part. Everybody, they allegedly say that uh, the call for the, the shooter was that anybody wearing a tie is the, is the target. Anyone with a shirt and tie is a target. Je- Why on this random day, Jesse Jackson decides to wear a fucking sweater? You don't mm. would never wear no damn sweaters, but now on this momentous day, randomly you got on the sweater and everybody else got on a certain tie. And you always wear a certain tie. You don't never wear that. Why? Why? That looks pretty suspicious, brother. I'm going to look into this. That's, 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 very, that's very interesting. And it wouldn't surprise me. You see what I'm saying? <clears throat> I can't comment on the Jesse Jackson stuff, but that is that is peculiar. I don't know. Peculiar. But I I think like what I will comment in is that this MLK was an industry plant. And I remember when it came up originally and I heard it. And um I, I hear what you're saying because at the end of the day, white folks ended up taking him and being like we've been a highlight like we're gonna give him airtime, right? You know, you can control the media. He was selected however, by someone. However, I think that it is incredibly disrespectful. I think it is also does disservice to the work that he did and everything that he did in his life because white people decided to choose him and use them for the nonviolent message. Now, Dr. King has a lot to him outside of that. That, that word of like nonviolence, you know, you have that speech he has about Vietnam condemning, you know, the US. These things were not highlighted by the press, but as Dr. King act, um, started becoming more radically to the left and started to see, okay, nonviolence isn't working because my thing is I'm not gonna um, penalize somebody for trying something, but when you see it's not working, you have to change. And then when that change started to happen, that is when he was assassinated. I understand exactly what you're saying. It's like an industry plan in terms of they chose him to be the leader. The media chose him. They said they okay, chose the message him. they I think, wanted. I think they industry plan just isn't the right word. He <laughs> was not. he was promoted for his message. He was allowed to speak. And, and his was, voice was amplified specifically because it was not his message was selected. His message his was message selected was to be selected. the one. To be the one that gets all these people. But in industry it. plant is is in the music world is like we take Q because he has a hundred thousand followers on Instagram from whatever the fuck, and then we write him some raps and we plug him and tell him rap now. He now he's Q the rapper. That didn't happen. That's like so in the MLK 
example, that would be like them taking you and saying, all right, you give speeches and shit now. You go to Morehouse. Yeah. You go to Morehouse at 13. And I just think that totally erodes his intellectual ideology, all the work that he did, because white people used him against us. And I think Mm. that's not okay. And I like that. I don't agree with everything about him, absolutely. And I think with a lot of people. But it takes a lot to do what he did. He ended up dying on what he was talking about. And that's respect. Yeah, that's that is respect. He he did some shit. They killed all them niggas when you think about it. Everybody, did. yeah, they killed everybody. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. anybody talking that nigga talk, get up out of here. You can't talk that over here. <laughs> nah, literally, get your <laughs> ass out of here. Get <laughs> your <laughs> ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they not fucking with that. <laughs> that's just sick. It's it's sick as hell. That's a it's a cruel it's world. A, I don't know. That's just tricky. Oh, this is tricky, bro. Speaking of, but I do agree what you're saying about the grassroots shit. Because if nobody is is given that platform to shine a light on one specific person, it, it'd be hell for them trying to deal with all these random movements of different shit, BLM. different ideologies. Yeah, it'd, it'd be hell for them to deal with it. Like all around the country, if all these if all grassroots organizations came up all around the country with different approaches, different you feel me ideologies, all this different shit, there's no way you're gonna stop. All you, you see, they learn from that. They never put another political leader at the front again. Ever since that, it's been an entertainer, athlete, or organization. Yeah, literally. Um, and I would say, literally. speaking of like one leader, I know, and this this for y'all, not me. Um. But what are y'all thinking about the whole Deion Sanders situation? And if you could give a little air on what that is. Yeah, so mind you, I, I graduated from Jack State. So it's very interesting seeing it happen to, you feel me, the school that you went to type Oh, shit. this is great. We got Jackson State alum um, right here. But, and, and that's the thing. So uh, I feel like it's a very nuanced conversation because it's like, one, like, you can't deny Deion Sanders turned Jackson State up for sure. Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? They, the stadium that they played in was 50,000 seats, close to 60,000 seats, and they, that's selling out. You feel me? That's, that, that wasn't happening before. So that's a, that's a revenue stream that was generated. You yeah, what saying? was so, the program like before? Um, shit. When you went there as a student? They wasn't weak, but they wasn't raw neither. Like, it was just a average like it was like you feel me like before a few years ago like before i had got to jackson state they was actually winning it was a good program like they was winning the shit they end up losing the coach that they was winning with and then you feel me it went into that period of not necessarily mediocrity but just kind of average you feel me like kind of similar to how we was at you know saying five and four type shit you feel me like motherfuckers win but they not not good but they're not bad and which is yeah they're not at the top they're not at the top you feel me it's like that 500 but then you feel me Dion. Dion slide, you feel me? One, he he did he did a whole lot for the school. Like in terms of one, he taking his salary, building up the facilities because the weight room was bogus. They didn't the locker room was bogus. Like a lot of the infrastructure wasn't there. They the field, the actual field that they practiced on was bogus. Like they got a new turf field, they got all new equipment. You feel me? So, and he was taking his salary to do that. So you feel me? What he was saying, I got to commend you for that because you really was giving back to the community. Like, you really was improving these kids. And even when you leave, all those infrastructural things you built are still there. You see what I'm saying? So the program is still going to be in a different place from when you when you got it because where it was at before, they didn't have all those, all the all the things, right? But then it's like, it's tough because it's like when you first started, 
you were saying how you know what I'm saying you want to do all this and this. I get, I think really more so people are just it's more of the expectation people had that it would be either one a longer stint at Jackson State, like at least you feel me uh, to solidify the program and what they have, or or you was gonna leave for a raw ass school. Like I think the fact of going to Colorado was what made it tricky because it's like who the fuck gives a fuck about Colorado? Like I'm thinking you are gonna go to like some you feel me. At least try to get to a raw ass school. It's like backdoor bullshit. Like that was going on with the with the actual school though. Cause wasn't they having issues not paying him, not doing See, shit. Yeah, so I heard. It. So See, they he the said thing. that they broke into and his then, locker, stole his phone and shit. I heard they broke into him and his son' cars. I also heard that he they offered him a million dollars, but from the million dollars, he also had to bust that down to all eight of the assistant coaches that he begged to come down there with him to get them raw. And then Colorado See, and that, addressed all those things for him. They paid the assistant coaches. They paid him. I just watched the YouTube video because his son does all the behind-the-scenes content. Their facilities look fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm And sure. they're giving him full reign to, oh, you want to quit? All right, your ass is gone. We're getting somebody to replace you. He literally just told him, if, if y'all not dogs, y'all not staying. And then he's having such a huge impact on Colorado academic-wise now. Because before they was like they're not changing some of their criteria um, to allow you know certain transfers to come over and they be able to accept their like uh, credits or whatnot. Now they're opening up new academic programs or whatnot just honestly, for that transfer portal. Honestly, now that I think about it, bro, because at first it was a very like it was it was less of a full picture, right? So it's like you feel me, you could feel a way about how things went in Jackson, how things went in Jackson. And some of the things you said is just a product of being in Jackson. Motherfuckers breaking your car. Motherfuckers stealing your shit. That's a regular thing. That's Unfortunately, you became part of the statistic, but that's a very high statistic of shit happening there. Cause yeah. Motherfuckers are tough. Motherfuckers are tough. It's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. So you feel me? That, I can't, I don't have too much stock in that because that just happened in Jackson. Like, that's right. just a thing. Like, I know plenty of motherfuckers who got their costume. That You see what I'm saying? But like, but well, now. The shady business by the school, though. But that's what I'm saying. But now, you feel me? Like, the kill is that you feel me. Funding for HBCUs is re- is very low, so they didn't have. They it wasn't much of a pie to give him anyway. To you know, what I'm saying the the pie wasn't big to cut up to give him a big piece anyway. So at some point, we all knew he wasn't gonna stay there too long because it ain't enough money to keep him there. You see what I'm saying, regardless. But I heard that but because now, some of the football money they were diverting back to regular student scholarships. Mm-hmm. And also, there was money missing from ticket sales mm-hmm. to the games because he's selling out games, and they're saying that he only sold twenty k tickets when the whole stadium is full for a ninety k capacity. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know, but and but the, at the same time, it's like anywhere it go with the money side being rediverted, like you you affecting one black kid's life versus another. Okay, you took money from the football team to give it to another kid who may have not have had a chance but to go to school. It's, also, it's all the same, bro. Like, anywhere it go with some black like, kid. If you, do it, if you do it right and you reinvest it back into the football team first, all these big schools like Alabama and all this, all them other schools, the football team is what pays for all the sports to go on. So it's like there has to be a certain mm-hmm. period of time where you are putting in the investment so that, at some point, you can continue to get that return back to be able to do all those things. But now you're trying to jump the gun and do it real quick. Now he's gone. Now now the next year students aren't getting scholarships and your football team is now worth less. 
Yeah, that's true. And he bring, and he bring out his son and like uh, that number one wide receiver slash D back as well. He's bringing See, he's that's, bringing that's, that's another. That's another. Boy, he's bringing that Louis bag with him, boy. His ass. I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a whole group of people, boy. I don't know, bro. It's 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 tough because some people are upset with him for doing that, but at the same time, it's like them kids was finna leave anyway. You feel me? Like realistically, 100%. most times in college, the harsh reality is once the coach leaves, the star is typically the and coach. And he made it easier for them to leave. I was just on Jackson State with Deion Sanders. Look at my film. You're like, oh, this kid was just on Jackson State. He probably a dog. He's leaving because he left. Let me look at his tape. You have a reason to look at their mm-hmm. tape. Yeah, and, and they yeah. have one of the and most popular social mm-hmm. medias of any of the uh, college football teams right now. And that's what I was saying, like taking it back to a full picture is like yeah that specific program like it may not be at the same like you shed a, a huge light on it and i'm sure you feel me if they ever on tv again motherfuckers gonna tune in just off the strength of oh it's jack state maybe you feel me just because i know that name now but at mm-hmm. the same time it's like yeah that so that program it may not be to that same level but at the same time just how you were saying you feel me colorado's changing their standards or like you feel me you still helping um you still have an effect on mass black people, and the, even if even if it's not the ones you directly affected previously. I think like, I think part of why he was so hurt too is about uh, people stealing from him is that how much he was also he was helping the community by doing what he was doing. Like so, in Colorado, he's been going to all the restaurants that he eats at while he's there, and he does the review like, "Oh, they was really nice. I got this. I fucked with it. I'll be back." Ooh, ooh. And he's shedding light on that whole community. Everybody keeps coming up to him, telling him, like, we are so glad you're here. Like, you're bringing so much light to our community. Like, we really appreciate you. So it's like, for me to be doing this for y'all, and then y'all stealing out my locker room inside the fucking stadium? Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas sweet. I'm not excusing it. It's, it's sick. But them niggas hurt me. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a two-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword for sure. I don't know. It's definitely the it's definitely the tricky. Man. I mean shit. I could definitely say, bro, you know what I'm saying, the the shit he did for, for Jackson State, those those group of individuals that he affected, bro, you couldn't get that nowhere else, bro. He he got these kids around Gilly and Dolph and, and Key Glock. He got these kids around some niggas for, like around some people who they probably look up to. It ain't no other opportunity where you would have got that. You see me, even places like Alabama, these big schools, they not, they not having that. Cause it's yeah. a different, it's a different. You know what culturally so relevant. That experience, you can't buy that yeah, shit. that experience, yeah. that experience for those kids. That's it's nothing that can replicate that. You see what I'm saying? So it's like he did. I think he did a lot of great. Mind you, maybe the the move wasn't what people expected, but he did a lot of good shit at Jacksonville. I can't even lie. Like, it's hard to be mad when you feel me. Like the shit you did speak for itself. Like you did a lot. Yeah. Fuck the haters. Yeah, you did a lot. I can't be mad. And ultimately, college football for coaches is about getting to a better opportunity every time. I start here. I'm raw as fuck here. I'm trying to get somewhere higher. That's the nature of the beast of college football. So how could you be mad at somebody just following what, what happens in college sports? Mm-hmm. That's what that's coaching in college football. I think people just really heard about the tenured, I believe. They just want him there longer. I mean, he was only so on the like- four-year deal. Yeah, I agree. I feel like something something really had to happen for him to just flip that fast and not even finish the fourth year. Like Mm. that's why I feel like it was like he. I feel like he has to feel like that they organized his shit getting broke into, or there had to be some type of food. Yeah, it got to be some negotiation. Mm. 
It got to be something on the back end. Yeah. yeah and we'll just, never know that. And we'll never know. Yeah. And I was, cause I was just like wondering, because you were saying like, oh, all coaches do this. All coaches do that. Um, you know, like you're trying to get to a better opportunity. And I guess like Deion Sanders isn't every coach. Um, and I'm just speaking from like, he's had a whole career. He's had multiple careers, right? This man's had sponsorships. Yeah. He's had he's dipped his toes as an athlete, as a businessman. Like he's on his, yeah, but his you know, last it. leg of his well, like one of the last legs of his career is he's like, now I'm gonna be a, a football coach for college right. for college but, ball. But you gotta think about it. Yeah, he got all that notoriety, but at the same time, wasn't nobody giving him no job. Jackson yeah, State no, gave him a job. Hard. No, no. Absolutely. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I hope, I hope from this the pattern is formed that former NFL players start out at HBCUs. As yeah, that's, that will be hard. Springboard. That will yeah. be hard. You feel me? That will be hard. So this way the kids benefit as well as you know what I'm saying, whatever career goal aspirations you have, you also benefit. At least give give something back to the community. Like like people will be upset about how you feel me, oh well, they left, they did this and that, but you neglect all the good that they did. Like, yeah. It's hella good to be to still be left over from you doing it. Like, yeah, that would be hard. And shout out to Mo Williams. Mo Williams is actually the Jackson State girls basketball coach right now. That's all right. See, we need shit like and they that. Going, and they going, and they going cool. So that's good. They've been going crazy. I fuck with that. Uh... More of the story, give back to your community, man. Shout out to our matter of fact, shout out to our niggas who our age and coaching a team, a sports team for kids. Subbing at schools, all that. Anything giving back to the kids, bro. Shout out, bro. You feel me? Shout out to y'all, bro. That's they be letting mean. anybody be around them kids. I ain't gonna lie. I be oh, seeing man. some of the people we grow up with <laughs> as teachers and subs or fucking <laughs> hang around some kids. I be like, huh? They hire anybody, huh? <laughs> nah, I promise you. Oh I, this is one of these guys I go to high school with. And the, the stuff he be posting, I just be like, dang. The, the youth, I thought they was going to have a better shot. Nah, the youth is fucked. Nah. It's over with. Hell nah, these teachers be bops, all type of shit. <laughs> 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 it's not about I, I feel like bops are the best teachers because they have life experience. True. <laughs> yeah. But also, it's not about what they do on their personal time. I just be thinking about the philosophy that they hold in the classroom. No, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Because my thing is, what you doing your personal time? Your personal time, like you can't expect my job to be my life because that's not even how I roll. Yeah, I'm on the clock. (laughs) Now I'm on the clock. Now I'm a a whole new nigga, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) You got me for that time. Yeah. No. Y'all want to do one more topic, or y'all want to do song of the week? Come on, we can do song of the week. We can say it. We can say it. Uh, Ooh, okay. All right. Song. My song of the week is Alpina Bima off the Lay's new uh, tape. It's produced by Zay. Uh, Zay they had... went crazy on them beats, bro. Yeah, that's they, that's just sound crazy snapped. in the car. Yeah. Zay snap. They went crazy on the beats. Zay, shout out to Zay, bro. You going shout crazy. out to Zay, shout out to Blaze, shout out to AO, shout out to Cart, and shout out to Yeah, Pizza. Cart made some beats on that too. That was hard. Shout out to Cart. He made some hard rest on that too. Oh, yeah. my song of the week is Ghost in the Machine by SZA. 
What do you like about it? You got to give like a little 15 seconds. What you like? Um, What I liked about it... I don't know. What's it take you back to? What? How does it make you feel? I don't know. I got to listen to it again. I haven't listened to it today. Nah, you got to know. I haven't listened to it. He wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. <laughs> okay, but no, I like it because it's great. I think it, it gives... It encompasses sad girl, but sad girl in her life are like twenties, early thirties. If you like the sad girl music, man. If you like sad girl music, go listen to the scissor. Yeah, I don't even hate my exes, and I like, and I like the album. I don't <laughs> think about them. <laughs> Wait, what's the name of the song? I put it on the uh, put it on the playlist. Ghost in the Machine. I think she said. You can also but, put low on there, and that's another one. No, it's not how it works. You get one, 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 you get one pick. You get one. <laughs> Your submission has been accepted. <laughs> been accepted. <laughs> no more submissions are allowed. <laughs> um, what you got, Joshua? My song of the week. I'm going with Umbrella off of the Metro Booming Tape. Oh yeah, that's your heart. That's yeah, yeah, Nudie and Twenty One, yeah, he they went crazy. And honestly, I heard um Twenty One a lot through this album, and I was very happy with each one of the the records he was on. Like, like you know how you can hear somebody on the album line and be like, "All right, bro, all right, shut the fuck up, I don't want to hear shit." But him at the time, it was like and he going crazy. Hold on, you feel me? Like it yeah. was almost refreshing to a point. You feel me? So I'm going with that. And shout out to Metro because this album is hard, actually. Like it's a lot, yeah, this show hard. Fire on that. I'm gonna have to stay on this one and then go with Metro Spider. That and then going into I Can't Save You with Future. And one song. Tyler, that shit was hard. One, I know. Metro I chose Metro Spider. Metro Spider. Why Metro do you like Spider. Metro Spider? Who's on it? <laughs> it was Young Thug on it. It was an amazing song. And I, I could go on the highway and listen to this bitch and hit 100 plus because it is just that like in tune with my spiritual animal. So. <laughs> Metro spider. Yo, spiritual animal. You feel like you're a spider? Yeah. I don't know how to take that, but... Spiders have a good pest. Alright, man. Thank you for joining us for episode 45. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Everything Clears. Could be your logo here. Point to it, Q. Could be your logo here. Point to it, Josh. Could be yours here. Hit us up. <laughs> Send us some shit. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Leave a review. Wherever the fuck you listen to this shit at. YouTube. Audio platforms. All that shit. And we will see y'all next week. Hell yeah. Let's get it.